Hey everybody, it's Chris here, welcoming you to another episode of the Casual Fisher Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. I hope you're super well on this Friday. We're going into the weekend and I know you're going to crush this weekend. Maybe you're going to work, maybe you're going to relax. It doesn't really matter. As long as you are happy with the outcome, we are all good. So this is a topic that has been heavily requested for quite some time. There's a lot of confusion and misunderstanding when it comes to tax obligations as an Amazon seller. Uh, A lot of what I talk about will be applicable for people in the States, especially when it comes to the habits that are required. But this is specifically for Canadian tax obligations as an Amazon seller. That's kind of where we're after. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I was fortunate enough to have this podcast already recorded when I was diving into this because there's so little content out there around this. The content I was able to find was from other accountants trying to get me to sign up to their firm, which they're doing the right thing. They are very, very doing the right thing and it almost worked, but I was able to kind of pull on some strings and people in my life to get the answers that I needed. It took a little time, but we got to where we needed to be. So what I'm going to walk through is the business structure most people are using, GST, HST, and income tax. There's a difference. And then bookkeeping, which is another vital, vital part of your Amazon business. And this is part, this is like the stuff that people do not talk about. And I don't understand why, because it's such a huge part of the business. Like, it's huge part of your, like, if you don't have this side figured out, especially the bookkeeping and stuff like that, like, how do you understand your numbers? So, I don't know, man. It's all beyond me. The key thing is I've got my stuff figured out, and I'm going to do my best to help you figure your stuff out so that we can be successful together, especially as Canadians. Yeah, I got love for everyone else, people in the UK, Australia, the States, that seems to be a lot of the following that I have. You guys are amazing and I love you. But you're lucky in a sense that there's a lot of content for you out there. Canadians get a little bit left behind because the people that are crushing it here aren't necessarily super loud about it. So uh, maybe you know, I can be one of those voices to kind of help people. So anyway, let's dive into this tax obligations as an Amazon seller for Canadians. So first things first, there are three ways to structure your business. This isn't just Amazon businesses, it's every business. There's sole proprietorship, partnership, and incorporation. 90% of Amazon sellers starting out will go sole proprietorship, which I am assuming you have as well as this podcast is going to be geared towards sole proprietorship because that's what most sellers are. Some might incorporate down the road to take some of the legal obligations off them if something happens, which you can do even as a sole proprietorship with insurance, but most people are sole proprietorship. That's kind of where I'm going to focus on. You know, the benefits of this are appealing because it's low cost, it's easy to manage, and at the business generates a loss, that loss can be applied to reduce the income gained from other sources. So if you have a full-time job, but also an Amazon side hustle, you could potentially reduce your taxable income. Sole proprietorship does have a downside though, and that is that the proprietor is personally liable for all functions and debts of the business. So if you take out 
debt for your business that is on you as an individual and not the business, right? So that's a key thing. And that's why a lot of people will ultimately incorporate because it's almost like you're creating a second person in one sense that if they're sued or if they take out debt, it's on the business and not the individual. But we're not going down that path. We're sole proprietor. Next thing is the GST, HST, and income tax. So these are these are two different things. In Canada, the general rule of thumb is that you don't need to register for GST, HST until you generate 30,000 in sales. That's when it becomes mandatory. They're forcing you at that point. And for most businesses, that's totally fine. But for Amazon sellers, this is a huge mistake. It's free to register and you should do it immediately, way before the 30,000. So basically what happens is you charge the customer tax, which means the customer pays the tax, obviously. But that means that you're not gonna pay the tax on the inventory. So if you go to, if you're doing retail arbitrage and you're at Walmart and you buy an item that's a dollar, you pay it a dollar fifteen. When you sell the item, you will charge the customer that 15 cents and then they'll give it back to you, the government will. So you pay the dollar fifteen. So you pay 15 cents in tax at Walmart. You send it in to Amazon. Amazon will then charge the customer 15 cents tax. And then you tell the government later, hey, that 15 cents, I charge it to the customer. So can I have it back? And they'll say yes, because if they don't give it back to you, they've essentially collected tax twice for one item. So you buy inventory, pay tax, you sell the item on Amazon, Amazon charges the customer tax and sends it to you in the next disbursement. You record the amount collected either manually or with software. You send the amount you collected to the government and in the same form, you tell them how much you paid in taxes on inventory, subtract the collected from paid and that's the amount left owing. So everything you sell, you're gonna collect tax on. But in contrast, you're also paying tax on the inventory that you personally buy. So this is confusing, I understand that. But when Amazon sells the item, they're charging the customer tax. And when you buy the item, you're paying the tax. So because Amazon charges it to them, you get it back. So to make this maybe a little bit easier, I'll use this kind of example. If you look at your disbursement and you collected so what happens is when it, once you start charging tax on your item, so you'll register your GST number, it's free. You'll go to Amazon, click on settings, go to tax, put in that number, and now they're gonna start charging tax on everything. So if you look at your disbursements after that, it will show you exactly how much tax that they charged. So it might say that, that they charged $200 in tax for the last payment, but you might have paid $600 in tax. So now you'll get a refund of $200. So essentially, all your inventory that you buy, you don't pay the tax on it because the customer will for you. And then, so that's a very good thing. So if you're used to spending, you know, $11.50 on items that cost 10 bucks, now you can bring your cost down to $10. So I hope this isn't confusing. I'm sure it is. The moral of the story is if you're an Amazon seller and you're under 30,000 in sales, you should register it so you don't pay tax on your inventory. That's the point that I'm making. But the other thing is you actually don't get the tax back until the item sells. So if you're buying sh stuff or shitty product, then you're kind of you're kind of shit out of, out of luck, they might say. Now with all that being said, we do have to talk about income tax really quick because that is separate. So GST, HST, 
is tax that you collect and then send to the government. And then income tax is a separate thing altogether. So that's when Amazon pays you a percentage of that you're owed as a part of your income. So if you make 30000 per year at your job, and then you make fifteen on Amazon, you'll be taxed at $40,000, sorry, $45,000, which might be a different tax bracket. But don't let this worry you too much. Keep your grind and make as much as you can because there's all kinds of small business tax credits and benefits that you can do. And this is a, a question best suited for your accountant, but things like the interest on your mortgage or your your you know the office you have and your internet and your you know if you get a new computer and your gas mileage and your phone stuff like that can offset your income um, and not to mention if your business is not profitable that can also help you as well so every time Amazon pays you you should be putting a sum aside for your income tax I like to go with 25% that's what I'm comfortable with so 25% of what they pay me goes aside for income tax all right so that's something you can implement right away to kind of help you at tax season and the other thing that'll help you at tax season is bookkeeping not just any bookkeeping but good bookkeeping don't tell me you just have a drawer full of receipts and you write things down in pen and paper that is not super ideal bookkeeping is an area that many people are behind on which is a shame because good bookkeeping changes everything. I was behind eight months on my books, I kid you not. And then eventually, and I actually thought I was doing a good job, but I really wasn't. I did a deep dive into it, and I've made it a habit now. But I can tell you that it is incredibly expensive to be behind on your bookkeeping. And as you're making it all up, it, you increase the odds of making mistakes. For me now, I'm hoping when I file my GST, HST, it's going to be a very quick process because I've got good bookkeeping. As soon as I get paid out from Amazon, I record in my software how much of that was taxed. When I buy inventory, I tell my software how much of that was taxed. So I can run a report that tells me, okay, Chris, you paid $400 on tax on your inventory. So when I go to file my, remit my taxes, I can tell them, yeah, I paid $400. Here's the proof. And then I can say, but I also collected $600, right? So then that kind of balance itself out. So having software is going to make your taxes so, so much easier. Your accountant will love you, you know, because you can say, here's all my, here's my cell phone expenses. Here's my travel expenses, my eating out expenses, my inventory expenses. It just makes it very, very easy. So if you want a system like that, there's all kinds of them out there. QuickBooks. I personally use Wave. I found it to be very, very good. They have a separate app that you can take photos of your receipts in, which goes to one of my final tips is keep all your receipts. Recently, Amazon lost a bunch of my product. It was like $300 worth. I haven't had a resolution yet, but they wanted a receipt or an invoice or some kind of proof of purchase. Now, luckily, I keep all my receipts and I use this app to photograph them. So I was able to just look at the date of when the shipment went out. And then I looked at the dates of the, the receipts and I was able to quickly find it, save it and send it to them. So I have that. But also, if the government comes knocking with an audit and they want proof of purchases and expenses and stuff like that, I'll have all that stuff. So 
So keep your receipts. Use some kind of app or something if you drive and you're sourcing a lot because then you can track your kilometers and your gas. I use Mile IQ. It's a Microsoft thing. It is paid, but it really helps me track my mileage and that's So moral of the story is register for GST. Stop paying tax on your inventory. Keep all your receipts. Track your kilometers and download some kind of software and get it all figured out for bookkeeping, whether it's QuickBooks or Wave or anything like that. But anyway, I hope this really helps. This has been a long time coming. I'll get even more in depth down the road, but for now, I hope this serves you well. Anyway, guys, keep crushing it. Enjoy your weekend and be well.